Welcome to Pretty Unlimited. My name is still Anna. Really? And you are still? Chris or Cal, depending on how you know me. How you doing? Okay, so I'm going to tell you guys something that I told Chris oh, before we started oh, recording. Um, so his name via social media is Cal, K-H-A-L. Um, and so one night we were about to make love and I decided in my head without saying anything to him that I was going to call him Cal in the throes of passion, but then it was too fucking good and I couldn't remember to do that. And so (laughs) I think I, I, I either yell out one of babe, Chris or God. So that's, that's, you know, so it was one of those three. That would have been fucking awkward. (laughs) Cause, I mean, I'm so like, like I said, that's not something that you call me. No. Like I said, I always say it depends on how you know me. Some like people at work, nobody calls me Chris. If if you don't know me, you're saying Chris. Because I I was just that that's my name on the site. That's what just people have referred to me for the last six years. There, someone like Casso, he knows me as Cal. Leon Rainbow knows me as Cal. It really, de- but someone from high school. I'm Chris Davenport. I always think it's funny when my friends refer to you as Chris, but they spell it with a C. And and now, and I've been with you for so many years that if I see anybody with their name spelled with a C, it's wrong. Or in the the adverse, if someone calls me Chris, but they spell it K-R-I-S, I I know they don't rock with me. Yeah. Period. Period. Point blank. But we're not here to talk about my names. No. Tonight... We are going to discuss. Uh, we did a top five, and uh, we did a couple top couple, fives. couple top fives. We did a top ten, yeah, and uh, we had fun. I was gonna say you when when I saw that she sent me a list one day while we were at work of uh, potential topics for the next couple of shows, and I was like, damn, she included this. She must have had a really good time when we. I did really did. I like the top fives. Yes. Yes. Um, okay, so tonight's top five, we will each do our own top five, yes. and we have not discussed this prior. Um, top five comedy shows or movies. Word. But we're going to blend it, so that's going to make it, I figured that would make it harder. Yeah. Like TV shows, stand-up shows, movies, whatever you wanted to do. I will tell you, I didn't pick one movie. I picked three shows and two movies just because I, I probably... Could have done more shows, but I wanted to... You said TV or movies, so I wanted to have some movies in there. Yeah, so I did four (laughs) stand-ups. Wow. See, I didn't add any stand-up. I did three shows. I did four stand-ups and one TV show. I did three shows and two films. But I suffered. So I want to mention my honorable mentions. Go ahead. Well, that's the thing. If if I were to do honorable mentions, there's probably a bunch of stand-up specials I'd have to add. But what were yours? The Office, which wow, you've now okay. got me on. Yeah, okay. that's a great show. Uh, D.L. Hughley, who yeah. I used to like back in the day. He just had I don't a, like him now. He just had a Netflix special that I don't think I'm going to watch anytime soon. Yeah. He, if he's on it, I'm not watching it. He's just, his uh, personality's gotten awkward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Pimp Chronicles. That's f- fucking hilarious. <laughs> it is. very that's from front to I back. Don't, it's it's hilarious, and then watching him sweat out his 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 hair is yeah. just cracking and, and me up it, through the whole thing. And that's the because he's he's had maybe like seven or eight stand up specials, 
including that. He's never going to touch that again. No, he, he's never been. I, I mean, he's funny. And even when we oh, saw him yeah. live, he was hilarious. He's never been as funny to me as he no. was on the Pimp no. Chronicles. It's kind of like um, Michael Jackson had Thriller. And then how do you, how do you, how do you fall? You can't top it. Mm-hmm. You can't even necessarily come close to it. Well, you, know, so. you know, his thing now, I mean, and he just got an Emmy for it for his uh, portrayal. I did like him on, what was that show with Nick Cannon? Uh, Wild and Out. Wild and Out. I did like him on And that was, a li- I feel like that was before Pim Chronicles. Yeah, it was. He had done maybe, was it the third Friday film? And he did something else and he did that. But like people people referenced him from where he was, from what he did in the, because I think he used to like put baby powder in his hand. He was like a pimp and he would slap people with it. Uh, people re- referenced that. But once Pimp Chronicles came out, it was it was just oh, Pimp all that yeah. shit. But he was really good on the episode of Atlanta that he did, where he played the alligator man. Who's taller, him or Kevin Hart? The shortest men in, Fuck. in and comedy. They're beefing right now. <gasps> oh yeah, over that whole Tiffany yeah, Haddish thing. If you if you haven't watched the, did you watch the the Breakfast Club interview with? I Kevin did Hart? not watch it. But I heard all about it enough to the point where I felt like I didn't need to watch well, it. No, that's it. Like I, there was there were like a lot of people reporting on it. Um, our site was doing a lot of reporting on it, and then one day during lunch, I was like, let me just because there was a there was a the interviews like forty minutes long. Mm-hmm. There was one that was just like ten minutes, eleven minutes of just Kevin Hart going in. This is the most unfunny Kevin Hart I've ever seen. But it's like the real. He's like, look. This is why this is wrong. This is why you shouldn't be talking shit about her. Why are you fucking with black people? Black people are trying. Like he was just going in. And I okay, f- so maybe I'll watch it tomorrow. It's if if I can find oh. that clip, I'll send that clip to you because that's only okay. even with the forty minute clip. I only watched that part to get all of it. But um, okay. Pim Chronicles classic. Joe Coy, lights out. He's not in your top five. No, I'm shocked. Because you know I love that. <laughs> you love that so much that... I've watched it a few times. No, you love <laughs> that particular special so much that no matter how much he's talking about... That's the one where he talks about like the date rape drugs. Yep. And um, his son uh, sticking his finger in his asshole and then rubbing his And I even eyes. had our son watch it. I was going to say... <laughs> like a motherfucker and like yep. it's not one word Jaden will put your, that on and be crying your son had tears streaming down his face my yeah. sister was sitting next to him dying laughing yeah Joe Coy's hilarious yes hilarious. he's really good he's, he's got a podcast too yes he does and yeah. I listen to his too okay okay not as good as Laura I mean of course but come on uh another honorable mention uh Raw wow how many honorable mentions do you have Three more. Okay. Wow. So you got damn near a whole top ten of honorable <laughs> mentions. Okay. Roseanne. That was a, at its peak, that show was wall to wall funny. Yes. yes. Uh Cosby. Yeah, I was gonna I was thinking about that. Um I don't think it made me really laugh, laugh. Yeah. But it kept me in chuckles kind well, of thing. Well, and it's like Gordon Gartrell shirt chuckles oh my are God. huge. You know what was funnier to me was when I finally realized that Gordon Gartrell was one of the people on that worked on the show, like a producer or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, oh my God, that's his name right there. Oh my. <laughs> and I was totally flipping out. Okay, last honorable mention. Uh-huh. This will be a total shock to you. Not. Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah, that's... Which we got into 
years after it was you got gone. In, you I got, got it. into it. And dragged it. you into it. And Jaden got into it. And then at some point I said, this is pretty funny. And now your mom watches it without Jaden. Without Jaden. But I'm saying yeah. because of him. Because yep. he would go over there and he put they put it on the Roku. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a really funny show. I think the mom, Marie, is a big... Well, I think, like, they have great actors, mm-hmm. um, but the key is, like, the writing on that show. Oh, it's the way awesome. They, the way they build, like, the, ep- the ep- one episode that always stands out is the one where um, he uh, he's trying to do more in the house, so he bought, like, the shitty little hose and whatnot. Like, tissues. But, yeah. But it's the, called, the episode is called Tissues. But I know. the <laughs> thing is, they, like, they, they... You have to make sure you mention what we do in this house. Go ahead. I will, after this. But I think, like... They, she mentions the shitty hose that he bought like three minutes into the episode, mm-hmm. as well as the talk about, um, is it the curtains? The curtains. The curtains. And then, and they like, they, they add that and that, and then the layer of the ants. And then it goes into this whole thing about she doesn't fuck with the choices he makes. So she's like, fuck it, you make all the decisions. And then he goes to the grocery store, buys some shitty ass tissues. He buys the bug spray. Um, there's something else he bought, but like it's all this stuff, and it just turns into literally <laughs> him setting the kitchen on fire, and then trying to get that little ass hose out the front door and squirted past the couch. It was and sets on fire the curtains, the whole fucking curtains. It's it's brilliant. Like that type of stuff. That's why I like shows like The Office, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's the those minor setups that turn into a big laugh later on. It's just it, it was just. And in this house, Jaden and I love the line. Just so you know, because they, they because emphasize there's, that there's a line where he or there's a part where he's telling her that's how she gets away with everything. Yeah, she's like, just so you know. I'm taking this back. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, this is what we're gonna do. Just so you know. Yeah. And so, um, it's the last time you actually hear that line is uh, she's going upstairs and telling him, and he's saying he's gonna sleep on the couch, and she was like, "I already made that decision." Just so you know. Yeah. And so the other day when I was watching it, Jaden was upstairs, and you and I did not know he was listening to it. Uh-huh. And also when that line came on, and I said it. From upstairs, we hear Jaden <laughs> saying mm-hmm. it with mm-hmm. me, <laughs> so it just made me laugh. Yeah, one, well, it's you say that that happened recently. That was this week. That's been happening for the last for, like two years. Yes. Okay, who's your number five? The official list. Shit, did I? Uh, fuck it. Rush Hour Two. Good choice. That's my number. That's. I could watch the the outtakes and skip the movie mm-hmm. completely on all of it, except Rush Hour. Three, three trash and trash. Th- three is trash. <laughs> three is trash. This this film is not sponsored. This podcast is not sponsored by Chris Tucker or Jackie Chan. Um, or that chick with the tattoo on her head. Uh, yeah, I don't know who that was. Um, that I mean, you, the, the outtakes are hilarious. Outtakes oh my gosh, are, they're great. It's it's also one of those films where it's like part of like that mindless entertainment where I could just put that on. And I know it. We've, been, we've that's one of those ones we've literally mm-hmm. been watching since we've been together. It's a great movie. They're both really good, but the second one really takes the cake. It's it's. I I kind of wished 
Because by the time we saw it, it was already on home video. I kind of wish I'd went to the theaters. How old are we? It's on home video. It was it was on VHS. It was <laughs> I went to Nets and Dabo was was doing the fucking. Uh, now Dabo got a kid. Dabo got a whole child, but she was doing the the Chris Tucker Michael Jackson impression yep. in the beginning. <laughs> um, and I always think about that every time. But it's it's such an easy film to get into. It really it's, is. And. It's only and like his Michael Jackson minutes. impression is Perfect. just so good, Perfect. and he does it twice. That's I, I, his his Michael Jackson was so well done. That I think Michael Ma- Jackson came a calling. Michael Jackson was like, "Yo, we got to be friends." And yeah, featured like, you ain't videos. old enough for me to molest you, but hey, well, come you, be in my video. You know what's funny, <laughs> Chris? Because I was thinking about this. I guess um, Michael Jackson's birthday was a couple months ago from when we're pot, we're we're doing this, and I was thinking about. I was listening to a mix. This one DJ shouts out to J Rock from the Beat Junkies. He did a Michael Jackson mix, and there was one like little interlude where it was a Chris Tucker like comedy bit. And he was talking about the first time Michael Jackson had called him on the phone, and I've heard this from a number of comedians. I think Paul Mooney did it. Michael Jackson calls, and you hear the voice, I guess, or you heard the voice, and nobody believed it was him. They would literally <laughs> hang up the phone on him. And he'd have to call back again and be like, don't hang up. This is really my, well, don't hang up. This is really Michael Jackson or whatever. But it, because I think Paul Mooney did it, but Paul Mooney did it because Michael didn't like a joke that he told or something. So which, what? Well, well, I mean, he would just, it was Paul Mooney go up there for two hours. You know what the fuck he about to talk about. I think it was part of a larger I feel conversation. Like but Paul uh, Mooney is one of those people that um, is going to be 100% real. Is going to be a hundred percent. Fuck you. This is what I'm yeah, thinking. Hundred percent. And I don't always agree, but I always respect it. Yeah, I think he's been he's been real. I read a there was a piece that was done on him a couple years ago. So I think he's been sick, but he's because he only has so but much I money. But I like I like his. I like his delivery. His delivery and just like he yeah. he, he doesn't he's he's one of those ones doesn't give a fuck. Mm-mm. But I but think- still, his delivery of everything, he could, he's one of the the few people I felt like that's in comedy that could be like a motivational speaker that yeah. could give like, yeah. that could like really teach, yeah. Yeah. you know, and I would be just as enthralled 100%. with him that way as I am with his comedy. And when you think about his credits, he was one of Richard Pryor's main writers. Mm-hmm. He, he was actually one of Richard Pryor's writers. During the last days of Richard, I think Richard was doing some speech and he had Paul Mooney like on an earpiece Aww. feeding them lines or whatever. Um, he wrote on the first season of In Living Color and, and he did writing on Raw, one of your Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. So, you know, he, he's, I think now he's in like dire straits. He's been sick and he doesn't have a lot of money. So he's doing a lot of shows where he probably shouldn't be on stage. Because he's just up there and like just yeah. being an ass. But there's a couple of there was a couple of comedy specials of his where I just it was so funny I just had downloaded the audio put it on my phone or whatever just because he's so and he's he, so good he's so he what he say the one joke that I always remember he said I forget the number of times he says in a joke but he's like you know I I, I every morning I wake up I I call myself a nigga twenty times just to keep my teeth white like oh, don't Lord. nobody. <laughs> talk about shit like that like that's just too fucking funny but um yeah my number five rush Rush hour Hour two. two what's yours 
Okay, so I never mentioned this one. I've mentioned it to you a couple of times over the years. Um, and so it might throw you off. Is it something we've watched together? No. Okay. I don't know that you've ever seen it. Okay. Eddie Griffin, Voodoo Child. Which one is that one? He, there is a bit in Voodoo Child where he's talking about uh, the first time Adam and Eve have sex. And oh my God. I think I've seen this I one. was fucking doubled over. I don't know that I've ever... It was the first time I laughed yeah. and wanted to piss on myself. That was that was like his first like HBO half. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I, oh I my that god. Yeah, that was... is because he's he was like and he's like taking his going like this like he's yeah. <laughs> and like he's touching the coochie uh, and oh uh, my god me Nikki and uh-huh. even freaking and Aunt Harriet was watching with us. Yeah. And we were just doubled over. I mm-hmm. we had the we thank God we had it on video because I had the pause because I had the pee so bad. Yeah, he's funny. I was cramped, but yeah, and I feel like he didn't get enough. No, he didn't get enough credit over the years. He, I think the thing was, he came from that era of like the Def Comedy Jam. Yeah, where a lot of them were they would get the HBO special and they were immediately put in the movies. He was pr- fairly successful. In Hollywood. You know what it was, too? He's not the best looking guy. He's I mean, he's okay. Yeah. You know, and... Um, I think he was also... He seemed like he was already older when he really started popping off. Yeah. A little bit. But, yeah. I think uh, I think looks and, and his personality, I don't think he's like... he's He doesn't have that ultra charm like Eddie Murphy would no, have. No. Or like Will Smith would and, have. And, and he's not going to And a lot of that takes you. And a lot of that, that charm... Like, I don't necessarily think Will Smith is the most amazing actor in the world, but I think he's charming beyond belief. Yeah. And that carries him a lot. 100%. You know? And it's not knocking him because charm is a quality trait to have. And um, some for some people, I feel like it is um, uh, not necessarily... It's kind of like uh, something that you've learned to, to hone, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, so I don't think he, you know, Eddie Griffin had that. But, yeah, I was definitely always, you know, so that that's my number five. I respect that. Yeah, I, I always, we, was, we were watching one and I special. Know, I, I'm waiting to see if anybody comments. I'm like, really fucking Eddie Griffin? Like, all the no, he, things. But that was a, oh, my God, I freaking died laughing. He's I was one of like, those guys. I, I loved his stand-up. And I, because we watched one of his stand-ups and a couple years ago. And he had that, he did have that show with um, Malcolm Jamar Warner. Yeah, it, well, and exactly. Like, I, yeah. I couldn't watch that. I was never really mm-hmm. a big fan of him as an actor, but I always loved his stand-up more than... His stand-up was really anything good. ...anything else. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a good choice. Very good choice. Um, my number four, partly because of my love of hip-hop, but this is one, this, this is one of the films that... Uh-oh, here we go. It's one of the films that anytime I put it on, I always crack it up. House party. Okay. You probably thought I was going to say something else. I thought you were going to say something else. I don't know what I thought you were going to say, but yeah, I, I didn't think you were going to say that, but yeah. That, I mean, a lot of that is Robin Harris. Oh, absolutely. The whole, the scene where. I, I actually am, I was always a bit disappointed that there was not more Robin Harris. Yeah. And more John Witherspoon. Well, and that, that was that's one of the films where I think I first really saw 
John Witherspoon shot. Was he married to her in every fucking movie? They they were in a, they, was, they were in um in Boomerang. Boomerang. Yep. There was some I feel like there was some no, she was in a lot of Martin. But um the bit where he goes to Play's house like when like they're all doing the slow dance oh, and yeah. it's winding down and the whole follow the drip follow the, follow the drip has been making me laugh yeah. since and we say it around here just randomly because like whenever we have sex and I'm like going to the bathroom I'm like follow, follow the, drip. the drip if you can't follow find me because it's all dripping out so he, he said uh, the we need one of those uh, lights like when the CSI the the spurt was probably because yeah, it could see all the all the body fluids. You don't want to see that. Yeah, because then you can follow me to see where I'm going. You don't want to see. I mean, that. I'm only going down the hall to the bathroom. And the, pro- the problem is, you would take that light and then go into Jaden's room. And you, oh, don't, I don't want to see that. You don't want to see that you know, either. It so. ain't happened yet, but yeah. Dude, it's just it's something, and it's probably just because that movie's been making me laugh since I was like mm-hmm. a pre before I was a teenager. I've been watching that movie for a while, and every time I see it, the second one was. I pro I, I watched the second one a lot and I know that film, but that's it's not nearly as fun. Ma- Martin Lawrence mm-hmm. got more like Martin Lawrence was a bigger star when that came oh, out. Yeah. So he had a lot more to say and that was a little more raunchier. Yes. But that first Robin Harris, uh Full Force, they were hilarious. Full Force is that movie would not be the same without Full Force. Not they were all. they no. were awesome in that they movie. They were they were great villains. Just yeah, everything about that, even the the little shit about you know my man pulls out the condom, but it been in there so old it snaps when he tries mm-hmm. to open. Like I don't know, it's something about that film. And the whole always... thing with the cops. The <laughs> <laughs> freaking frack, the cops. Freaking frack. What do you say? Uh, what did Robin tell him? I'm, I'm from a town called Fresh Out of Co- Fresh Off a of Cop's Ass, and y'all making me homesick. Yep. One-liners. Loved it. Loved it. How did you feel about Class Act? I went to the theater to see Class Act. and It's I, one of those comfort movies for yes, me. Yes, I'm, I'm very yeah. fond of that. It's not a good film at all. It's not. <laughs> I'm very fond of the Blade Brown, Duncan Penderhughes yes. story. <laughs> yes. And I'm always surprised that um, the dark-skinned woman who was Blade Brown's girlfriend, who was also... Mm-hmm. Ricky's girl, baby mom in yep. uh, Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. I'm surprised she she didn't do a like I I remember those two roles and I don't remember her in pretty much anything else. No, I don't think so. I was kind of surprised. I'm always and the surprised. other one went on to become in a uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Well, that was after, wasn't it? Or it was around the same time. I think it was around the same time. I could be wrong. No, know. you're right. I mean, it was. I don't remember. When she, I don't remember what year that ended, but she. I think she had a couple of years of being Hillary ba- Hillary Banks, um, under her. When that came out, yeah, I like Class Act. Mm-hmm. I like Class Act. What's okay. What's your number four? Okay, now you know why I paused when you said Def Comedy Jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bernie Mac episode of Def Comedy Jam. The first one. The first one. I ain't scared of you. I ain't guys. scared. And I, I, I will say this because the fact that I know it wasn't on purpose, and he, it was. Ad lib, like yeah, he, yeah, was, yeah. He, he was scared. <laughs> he was legit scared, but he was psyching himself yes. up during the so thing. So yeah. it just made it that much better. I mean, it was already freaking hysterical. Yeah, and I love Bernie Mac, and um, Bernie Mac was everything that a a, a normal person would love. Mm-hmm. He was awkward. Mm-hmm. He was he looked like, not attractive he looked like in a, a normal sense. Yeah. You know, he wasn't attractive in a normal sense. 
and he said shit that you could see it as as it was coming out of his mouth. Like, should I have said that? Yeah. And but it worked for him, and he 100%. made it work for the rest of us. Yeah. He he. I mean, because you figure, Def Comedy Jam was a very New York crowd. Oh yeah. And he's coming like. At that time, if you, although I will crack on the acid wash jeans that I believe, and he, he had, wearing, didn't he have like it was like a shirt with like it was like a painting of his face or something. Something, like yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was from Chicago, I believe. Mm-hmm. Like that, that might as well have been Mississippi to some people living in New oh, York. Yeah. Like he, he was very out of his element, but he, but he had that, that crowd, entire, and that on was a his tough side. crowd. It was, and he had that crowd on his side. So mm-hmm. you know, what pissed me off because I watched. Me and my cousin Mike, we were. Who? No, go ahead. Wow, we were two badass kids, and was watching all the shit we wasn't supposed to be watching, including like I've watched every episode of Def Comedy Jam, so I knew by heart when he would be like, "Kick it!" and Kid Capri would start playing the music, he would start dancing, and then mm-hmm. he would cut it. You understand? I I bought the DVD. Because they did like a collection oh, of the Oh, I know where you're going ones. with this. I bought the DVD. Pissed off, weren't you? And I guess they couldn't license yeah. whatever Kid Capri was playing. So, so it was you can't find it. Surreal, generic, bullshit hip hop from whenever they made it. I'm like, you mother... Like, it, it, I'm not... Because the jokes are still hilarious, you, but there, it's different. There is an online thing that I saw years ago. People pissed the fuck off that yeah. you cannot find... Like the that original. Unless, unless you were smart enough to tape it when it happened. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's got it. I'm, I've, I've been trying to see online because I really want, like, I want to add, like, the Living Colors and stuff like that mm-hmm. to our collection. And then one day I was like, let me see if I can find Def Comedy Jam. If people have it, it's like one person that has it or not. Pretty really unlimited at gmail.com. <laughs> facts. Please. Super facts. Super facts. It's, I would love to have at least, I don't even care about. Like, I'd even pay for it. But my, I would, I mean, You're like, like a decent, you know, but I, I want, I specifically would just, and that don't want, mean for people to hold it hostage and like hit us up. Yeah, that I'm, ain't I'm, I'm not paying like $800 for that shit. Anything over 50 bucks. Yo, I am on Facebook right now as we're talking, and this whole Trenton gay transvestite wow. thing is blowing did you, you up. Wa- did you watch the video? Sorry, sidebar. I Take did not watch the video yet, um, but uh, a friend of mine was like, what the hell is going on in Trenton? I see in all the... He lives in Philly. Yeah. So he's like, what the hell is going on in Trenton? I'm seeing all stuff about gay people on YouTube. I don't know what the fuck is going on. So I mm. sent him the... That's when I asked you to send me the video. yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I sent him the video, and he was like, ooh. Because they're naming all the names. They are yeah. naming all of the names. So in case you people don't know, and you probably don't. <laughs> yeah, well, because it's weird because I feel like I saw, shouts out to Kenny. I saw his post on Facebook. This is Cream Puff, in case you didn't know. <laughs> I saw his post on Friday with something like, you know, it was it was really like subbing like, all the, the straight men are talking about, you know, gay or something. Like, I forget how he worded it. And, and it, the people, he mentioned something about an incident going on in the city. It's funny how so many, so many straight dudes seem so obsessed with the recent scandal in Trenton and posting constantly on their page about it. How are you doing? And, and, <laughs> that's funny. And everybody was just like, scandal? What scandal? What you talking about? Me, being the investigative journalist that I am... 
I had to go on Facebook like, yo, okay, what happens if I search for Trenton Gay? And I found out what happens when I search for <laughs> Trenton Gay. It was, uh, so apparently there's somebody that made a YouTube video. And what they did was they they named names. They named all the download names. Download names. So, yeah. So, and I, I mean, I want to preface this to say the Pretty Unlimited podcast, Anna and myself, we... I don't care who you're fucking. As no. Long, as long as you're not hurt, nobody do you. Um, or fucking us. Yeah. I mean, nobody should be fucking us except no. for us. Um, but there's... You have to be real with yourself. And the whole idea of people being on the down low. like You know what? I would say a lot of men have a problem with that. And I wonder if they're not... The problem with what being with, with being on like well yeah but I think a lot of men um, have a problem with like you know supposedly being on a down low but I'm like you should maybe accept the fact and I'm not saying you have to be out publicly with it yeah, yeah, yeah. you know do you do what's comfortable for you but you should probably accept internally that maybe you're at least bisexual at least and and I, and I, there's nothing wrong with it if the if people can't accept you for who and what you are. That's their problem. Exactly. And you need to find new friends uh-huh. and new circles. And it's not about them. Uh, uh, you know, it's not about you not being, you know, right or wrong or whatever. It's you need to be who you are for yeah. you. And, I mean, realistically, to, to couple to that, if you're in a situation where you're in a committed relationship, you shouldn't be on some, like, yo... I'm on like, the- you're a dude. If I found out you was on some download, I don't give a fuck if the bitch is male or female. It's on. We it's are- a problem. But and be- I'm not divorcing you because I'm not going to fucking reward you and let you have your freedom and shit like that. No. We're going to stay married. I'm going to torture you for 50 fucking years. <laughs> and that's just what it is. But the flip side is, like, if you if you know what you like. Thank you for the extra ginger ale. Put my Jack Daniels in it. Don't be on some like I'm gonna ruin, potentially ruin this other. Yeah, because this is not a cool video. No, I haven't watched it, and I I probably will watch it It, just out of curiosity. But I haven't watched it, and it's a lot of gossiping. I mean, scandals the right. Can you use the correct word for that video? And I don't know that I would necessarily believe. Well, that that's yeah, but still, but still, in all claims of somebody being homosexual is that's enough it's almost it's one of those things where for some people and the black community is very harsh with that stuff it's it's sometimes it's worse to be they've been black k people for years decades eons i'm about to take a sip of this jack daniels and i'm realizing i can't really feel my face there you go already and (laughs) um so i mean there's already a giant stigma in the black community when it comes to homosexuality uh, for men and women oh yeah but I think it's worse on men, though. It's a hundred percent, hundred percent. But I think, and I think that's across the board. Across the board. Mm-hmm. But just to even have the accusation, true or not, is like a scarlet letter. Oh yeah, in absolutely. The um, okay, so back to okay, take a shot because yeah, that was a I, I that don't, was a tangent. I don't remember how we got on. I don't know. That okay. Tangent at all. No, what's your number three? <laughs> number three. Uh, it's probably the whitest thing on my list, but <laughs> um, I and, and it's not something that you like, but I 
love it for a the reason. Office. I'll get into no, no, that'll come later. That's not the whitest thing on my list though. Curb Your Enthusiasm is the whitest thing on my list. I've never watched it. It's, I've watched it with you, like when you're on, when you're watching it, and I'm in the room, and that's about it. The when I, I was speaking earlier about appreciating that tissues episode of Everybody Loves Raymond, Curb is like the perfect example of really like layering a joke within a thirty minute episode. I mean, and and then mind you, um, what's his name? Fuck, Larry David. Mm-hmm. He's one of the like the main creative force behind Seinfeld. Like it, the show is essentially Seinfeld, but they're allowed to curse. I've heard that. They're um, and and I've heard it's like the the Seinfeld unrated. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Unrated was the um, word, yes. I mean, essentially, but it's it's like and it like kind of blurs the line. Like in the universe of the show, it's known that he has made a fuck ton of money from what he did on Seinfeld. Like he, but he's just this guy who he doesn't really want to do anything. He's a real ornery old white dude. But it's also funny because a lot of the situations he gets into are things people talk about day to day, especially like if you're like us who are kind of more sarcastic. Like he'll have a five minute. I am not sarcastic. Here you go. The fuck? Queen sarcasm. He'll have a five. <laughs> he had a five minute bit. It's like a lot of like just like the day to day shit in life that you see and you're like, that's fucked up. But it's not like Brett Kavanaugh fucked up. It's like you're a shady motherfucker because you knew you saw this line going for the French fries. So you walked up to the side of it to talk to your friend that then act like you're going to be in line for the fries or, or eventually go in line to be, you know, ready for the and fries see, and I'm cut in, in front of all these people. I'm immediately in the same episode of Everybody Goes Raymond where Ray tries to cut the line exactly. at the baseball exactly. thing. See, see where you just took that? Well, okay. I'm saying it's very good. It's it's, it's, it's a good job. Good it's job a, with that. it's a lot of that day to day. Almost gagged myself with that straw just now. There you okay, go. go ahead. You about to go to? <laughs> it's 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 a lot of that, but Larry and, and the, the odd thing about the show, from what I understand. There's never been like a whole script. Mm. It's literally more of an outline. It's like he knows, I guess the joke, the situations are there, but any dialogue, they're kind of just ad libbing and freestyling. Oh, that's cool. And and you can tell like it's if there's so many good people on that show who can riff and still remain in the character. Fr- in character and in the mm-hmm. frame of it that uh, it works out very well. This they just had season nine. It wasn't for me. It wasn't as good as some of the best of the older seasons, but uh, I don't know. That, that, that show's got a high quality. And that's why guys like Lin Lin Manuel Miranda want to be on it. Or uh, there's there's a there's like a list of a list celebs who have been on that show just to you know be a part of Aww. this cultural phenomenon or whatever. But yeah, if you like Seinfeld and you like cussing and you know, dirty I like talk. cussing. I don't like Seinfeld. I don't, uh, Seinfeld, I only, I did used to watch the monologue at the beginning and, and then I would off. turn it off and that was it. That's the only thing I ever watched. It's, it's, I, I do give them a lot of credit for the Seinfeld show because it was a different monologue every single solitary episode. And what was the one thing we learned on FBE that they do? A they, different intro. They tailored the intro music to the monologue. Yeah. So every episode... The, t- the music going into the episode is slightly different for whatever reason. Yep. Um, what was I going to say? 
Yeah. I Seinfeld to show that I mean, Fraser's probably one of my favorite people at work. He swears by that show. I've probably only seen two full episodes. Well, no, one and a half. I watched all of the soup. Isn't that past his bedtime? I this he's an old soul. But he's twelve. He is a whole twelve years old. But when he was like four years old, <laughs> he was going to bed watching Seinfeld. Frasier, Chris love excuse me. Cal loves you to death. <laughs> But you really do look like he should be in school with Jaden. He's he so it. young looking. Trust me. The, the thing I like Does about, he ever get tired of it? Like, what the fuck? If he gets tired of it, I don't know how he shows it. He, like, is really great with rolling with the punches. Because, I mean, he's... He already, you make him sound like he's just, like, the sweetest person. Like, just really, really nice. But a complete sarcastic ass. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, we, we have the same humor. But, oh God, uh, two of you. Yeah, yeah, we have the same humor, and that's I mean, that's why we get along. But he's also re- he he doesn't take any sh- any any and he takes none of that stuff to heart at all, which is oh, that's good, good because everybody's trying to throw shots at him. Anyway, what's your number three? Uh, okay, so my number three is the only TV show on your list on my list. Okay, and it is the show that has made me cry and laugh the most. Do I know this show? You do know this show. Have you watched the show a lot? Yes. Did you make me a fan of this show? Yes. Okay, what's the show? What do you think it is? Uh, MASH. Yes. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> I figured. Great yes. show. Great show. Um, I will say, without a doubt, my most favorite sitcom ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably my most favorite TV show ever. Yeah. Um, uh, still, I believe, holds the record for the most watched... It might. I'd have to go back. Because I think there, there might have been something. I think... I think when you take it, like, um, in ratio, like, how many TVs were available then compared to now, I think yeah. it's, it still might be the number one. Yeah, I, th- I think for actual, like, actual in TV shows... In terms of finale shows, watch. The finale, okay. it might be... It might still hold the Biggest record. Biggest TV... Oops. Finale. Yeah, I don't. I it, it might it, it might still hold that record. I'm looking up Wikipedia now. I don't know who writes for Wikipedia, but they'd be good with uh, keeping that shit in there. So you're on Wikipedia, and I am on Business Insider. I don't know why. And Business um, Insider. Uh, the problem is I can't search on my phone like that. This is yeah, it says MASH, 105.9 million viewers. That's crazy. Cheers was 84.4. Where's Friends? Because I know Friends. Friends is number four, 65.9. Seinfeld, 76.3. That's the other episode yeah. of Seinfeld I actually watched. Okay. It only because I was at high school. Um, number five, Magnum PI, which they just rebooted. Yeah, that just started recently. Yeah, yeah. this week. Um, Cosby. I'd seen. I was. I was at school, and in in like our one student activity center, they had a TV. So all the kids that lived on campus, or the kids that were still there, that Thursday night, they all congregated to the <laughs> to the activity center. I'm like, I don't get the show. Why are they in jail? I think I left. I I caught the six oh six back home, somewhere around the end of that episode. So, MASH. Mash. Awesome cast. Yeah, I mean, what's my man's name? Alan Alda? Alan Alda. An actual legend. Uh, Yes, very much so. Um, And the funny part to me, and not 
funny ha-ha, but funny, you know, sarcastically sad, uh-huh. is every person who tried to leave the show and do their own spinoff uh-huh. was, did not work. Because they, they, they all thought they had the magic. Yeah. Henry, the guy who played uh, Henry Blake, Steve, Steven, Stevenson, what's his name? McLean Stevenson. What a terrible um, name. <laughs> said uh, when I saw an inter- I read an interview with him that when he left the show to do his own thing, he wasn't happy because Alan Alda was getting so much of the hype for the show and all the all the good lines and everything were going to uh, his character Hawkeye. Word. And so when he left the show, he made a mistake. He said it was the biggest mistake he ever did for his career. That um, you know the 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 show was doing amazing. That they had amazing writers. It was a quality show. Uh-huh. And he was like, I made the mistake of thinking that audiences loved McLean Stevenson. And what they really loved was Henry Blake, Word. the character. Now, which even like even watching the show though, I wouldn't want to see a Henry Blake show. No, like, Henry Blake being a side character to what um, Hawkeye and them were doing mm-hmm. was good. Yes, Henry a uh, Henry Blake series or a McLean Stevenson series. He needs those. He needs the adobo and the sasson to make his shit work. Yes. But I guess you live and you learn. Yeah. And uh and regret. And yeah. uh yeah. And what was that? Uh Goodbye Henry in Absentia or something like that or yeah. something like that. And um but yeah, the show had probably and I've said it many times, I did not get the show, quote unquote. Get the show as well as as a, a kid and a teen as I did when I was an adult. Yeah, and I do think it's one of the few shows that I feel like you kind of have to have a modicum of intelligence. Yeah, to get the show. Uh-huh. And if you, um, it's you know, and and I have a lot of conservative friends, mm. and it's very much a liberal. Yeah, 100%. A very liberal show. Well, because it was like, it was almost, uh, one thing I read, it was calling into question the Vietnam War, but the show was set in the, the Korean, Korean conflict. War. Yeah. The Korean conflict. Yeah. And um, Alan Alda is freaking amazing. I yeah. mean. He, he play, I mean, he got, he, he wore a number of different hats as Hawkeye Pierce. Yes. And, um. And held them all top notch. Yeah, and I don't think I've seen too many actors be able to be that funny and that dramatic. Sometimes in the same episode. Yes. Sometimes yeah. in the same scene. In the same scene, yeah. Um, there was a lot of good characters in that show. Yeah. I mean, some of it just had me. There, there's one scene that pops off the top of my head where there was like, um, uh, one episode where somebody kept doing practical jokes, and they, you never know who it is. You don't find out until all the way at the end that it was BJ. Uh-huh. And um, uh, Sydney, who played like uh, Sigmund Freud. He's yeah, like yeah, Freud. Yeah. The, the psychiatrist, and, yeah. yeah. So he's in it and he figures out, you know, he sees that it's BJ at the end doing all these practical jokes. And so they scream, uh, BJ's filling up this big hole that he dug, um, with that Frank dug with water. 
Uh, and so he has uh, Sydney scream air raid. So he's like air raid, yeah, yeah, yeah. air raid. And Frank come. He's like such a no weasel. He's a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. He oh would, my gosh. He'd be listening. Consp- he would yes. have been listening to the Alex Jones. Yes. Shit. So he's like air raid. He's screaming like the whole camp needs to know it's an air raid because yeah. he believes it's an air raid. And so he trips on a sandbag and falls into the hole full of water uh-huh. and it's just like the funniest shit and yeah. i'm like doubled over laughing and it's realistically it's not that funny but it's the whole setup that yeah. the whole episode there's somebody out there pranking and you don't know who it is and it turns out to be other than father mulcahy is the most innocent person in the, in the that, whole camp, in a whole camp that you would not expect it to be him yeah you know, so, but there's so many, I learned, I learned history, yeah. a lot of historic references in that, in that show. Mm. Um, there's a lot of morality and ethics in that show. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's just an overwhelmingly well-written, well-acted, well-produced show. Yeah. Real, real, real television. Yes. I, I, I finally found what I wanted to find on Wikipedia. Um, they said that the episode drew 105.97 million total viewers, um, and a total audience of 121.6 million. That was more, that number was more than both the Super Bowl of that year and the Roots miniseries. Um, the episode surpassed single episode ratings record that was set during the who shot JR mm-hmm. Dallas episode. Mm-hmm. Um, from 1983 until 2010, the finale of MASH, Goodbye, Farewell, and Amen, was the most watched television broadcast in American history. It only got passed in total viewership. Mind you, no, this was not in ratings or any of that stuff. Just total viewership by the Super Bowl in February 2010. But it still stands as not only the most watched finale of any TV series, but it's also the most watched episode. Of any TV series. Oh wow! Yeah, so yeah, that that I remember. I remember. Do you remember the kiss? Yeah, it was. It was it him was, and Hot Lips. Yeah, yeah. Which I at mean, the end, that and was it, ten, was, that was, it was. It was like a good minute. Yeah. Of just. I mean, it was a, a kiss. It was eleven seasons of them. Yeah. You know, really building towards. Yeah. And it wasn't even like a... And then they walked away. Yeah, I was gonna say it wasn't like a, okay, we've kissed now let's start a, a family type thing. It was like. We've gone through this conflict <laughs> for however long. We hated each other. We grew to but, really but love we, each other, respect each yes. other. And I think they were, I think you always kind of knew they they were attracted yeah. to each other. And um, there was a sexual tension, but they, yeah, but they didn't play it. You know, it wasn't like you're like different world where they played up the Whitley and yes, and, and a, a lot of sh- a lot of shows, shows do, that. do that. Yeah. And they didn't do that. No. And I kind of always was like, Thinking in my head after I saw that that finale, I'm like, their sex would have been off the hook, Pro, or it could have been trash. Yeah, one or the other. It was either it would have been either not really everybody good can BS. or really facts. It would have either been really good or really wet. But yeah. Okay, number two. Number two. Not, <laughs> not one of my favorite shows. If I was making like a top ten of just great television, mm-hmm. but a an overwhelmingly hilarious show i had to put martin on the list okay i mean you you, you say okay like <laughs> how you want 
first season of Martin. This, again, this was Martin Lawrence at his peak. He was literally. Okay, let me just say. Say it. I like the show. I yeah. actually love the show. Yeah. I hate the little boy he plays. I yeah. hate the security guard. I hate Jerome. I don't understand that's, the. That's. For, those it, things dissuade me from. I think the I think my thing is I don't see a lot of white comedians having to do that, but Martin Lawrence, Eddie Murphy, Dave Chappelle. There's a lot of black. Well, male. I've also wondered if because I'm white, maybe I just don't get it. No, I think I think the thing is there's a for. I mean, I don't want to turn this to a whole race thing, but. It do, in America, it seems like, but there are differences. So it there could are, be, there are but but I think in Hollywood specifically, a white dude can just be a white dude who's funny, or like, almost funny. Alan Alda didn't have to be in a dress. He didn't have to, you know, be two or three different characters in an episode. He could just be the most sarcastic, smartest guy in the room. For a black Dude, especially in this time where there's not a lot of black people mm-hmm. on television or, or at a certain height, they have to be able to do a lot. They have to make you laugh as a woman. They have to make you laugh as an old guy. Make you laugh as a snot-nosed kid. Like, I think just years of that manifests itself in the funny black guy was having to put on a dress. Or Martin have to be... 400 different people. Mm-hmm. It, and a lot of that might be subconscious, but... Okay, let me ask you this deep question about Martin. Okay. If it was in reality, would he have gotten Gina? I'm going to say no. Because I was, was like, he would have got Pam. He wouldn't have got... He would have gotten... And I mean, I always thought that they had a better relationship mm-hmm. in terms of like actually being able to get along they were kind of but i think they were also kind of too similar yeah like i would have seen and i kind of get playing opposites off each other because that was like martin and pam you know were too much alike yeah but martin and gina were opposites there's conflict where there, there's conversation martin and tom i mean gina and tommy probably would have been together yeah and but then Pam and Tommy, mm-hmm. you know, so I yeah, don't there, know. There, there, well, yeah, I mean, for storyline purposes, there's easy conflicts that you have with a Martin I always and wanted Gina. to see who was Big Shirley, but anyway. I, but they only had a couple. I don't know too many shows that could make me laugh, like the episode where Martin tried to figure out what happened to a CD player. My favorite is. The one where, um, what's the white chick from Living Color? I don't remember her name, but I know exactly but her what you're and, about. Um, and, and the guy. Hustleman? Hustleman. When they were trying to do the wedding. The wedding planning. The wedding planning. That's Hus- like, that's one of my faves. Hustleman had the chitlin loaf. It go down easy, don't come up rough. Yes. <laughs> and the one where Martin's teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget her name. I forget yeah. her name. But she tried to act like he was trying to sleep yeah, with her that, and Gina was going to yep. beat her ass. And uh, uh, the one where he proposed. Yeah, that's a, and that's. 
I don't want to say that was a turning point, but the, it was a different show. It was. When it it, they it almost got seemed married. like it matured. Yeah, which, after that, which, which wasn't a good. It didn't work no. for, for that. There were there's a I mean and there's a couple standout episodes in those later seasons, but really like mm-hmm. the first couple are. What were they thinking about with that cruise episode? I just like what the. I, Gina wasn't really in there. No, nope. right? that was I think that was that era where. Martin and Tisha Campbell. Pam had, was in it way more when, when Tisha Campbell was gone. When Tisha the, Campbell had the issues with Martin, whatever it was, I don't think it was ever necessarily confirmed if. Because she was basically saying he was harassing her. Yeah, like sexual harassment or whatever. Her. Mm-hmm. And I, I, they made some type of agreement to the point where she would do the show but not be in really be in scenes with him. Yeah. So it'd be like them talking on the phone in different rooms. Yep. Her character ended up moving. Like, that shit is trash to me. I can't watch, yeah. like, the last couple seasons. Those first couple, though... The first, like, three or four seasons were really good. Hilarious. It was five seasons, so I think maybe the first three. three. Um, but yeah, it, I, 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 put a, I put the episode with the CD player, the episode where he's going to shop with her for the shoes... Um, oh, that was a good one. The one where everybody finds out that Gina makes more money than him. Like that, when you go down the road with I the like first the Keith season, Washington one too. The Keith Washington was when they went to go on the the the, the bus trip to Philly for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And the, he, the the white guy did the, the weird retarded shit behind the thing. So Gina kept slamming him into who the window. The, who was the, the white guy that was at the radio station? Sean? Sean. His his, he, his character was funny to he me. Was funny <laughs> he was very funny. He was an idiot. And was, <laughs> yes. what was the, the, the guy? The Stan. Stan. He's a legend. He was on laughing. Yeah. He just, he would come with like the most twisted. The suits was just, oh my Lord. He had the butterfly claws. You know what else that. I like was the one where Gina got her, um, she needed the tickets that Shanene had. That's a good episode too. That's like my favorite episode. The one where, that one. The Forever Shanene. And you Kayla hardly there. ever see Martin in that episode. But anyway, but that's yeah. Yeah, when she when she worked at the But he was Shanene. When he when so she he worked was at, in the episode. <laughs> when she worked at the salon. Yes. There's another one I was just thinking of too. I, but that's the thing. There's so Shanene is the only character he did on the side that I liked. That was a hilarious character. Mm-hmm. But the but I was gonna say there's so many episodes like that where it's like, damn, I remember this one, that one. Like mm-hmm. I I don't because the show's not a great show, but when I talk about the shows that consistently make me laugh over the years, that's up there. Mm-hmm. What's your I number? Agree. What's your number two? Back to stand up. Uh huh. Delirious. That's I mean that's uh, the pinnacle for a lot of people. Yes, it's old enough to where you can look at it as like influencing a generation. But you can also look at it the way I look at it. You can see the influences on him. Yes. You can see the Robin Harris. Mm-hmm. You can see the Richard Pryor. 100%. You can see the um, Red Fox. Yeah. You can see all that in him. I think the the Richard Pryor one's the closest. Very to, Richard Pryor. Because he, he was rocking that red leather shit. And that was always rich. The one thing I remember with Richard, he would always come out with like the most flashy as shit yes for those tape specials chris rock did the same thing too yep eddie griffin did the same thing too but i think for the the 80s era 
it was without a doubt Eddie Murphy. Jaden and I were watching a Watch Mojo top ten stand up. That was or something. Recently, right? yeah, yeah, this week. And I was like, watch this. I'll guarantee you. I was like, the top five. I was like, they're almost all black. Watch. And it was like, bet, 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 But yeah, so delirious. Um, I mean, I, I I can appreciate other people saying Raw is the best. Yeah, Raw was the first one I saw. Yeah, but Delirious came first. Yeah, and I f- Raw would not have happened no, without no. Delirious. R- Raw and Raw was like the Raw was the bad to Delirious's thriller. I would say. Mm, I still think Delirious was bad. I, well, I no, remember... I'm, I'm saying Thriller is definitely a better album than Bad, mm-hmm. but Bad was like that mainstream, yeah, acceptance peak. Which I think you know, Raw and Bad are kind of up there in terms of yeah. That's the first thing that a lot of people in the mainstream will remember. But because I remember when Raw came out and we would watch that, but there was always that oh, but have you seen Delirious? Because Delirious was only what a couple years before Raw or something. It was like, like three that. years or something. It was, yeah. It was like when when Raw happened. That's when white people were like, oh shit, that Eddie Murphy, and then he really started getting those movies. Oh roles. yeah, Delirious like, was kind of like post. Yes. It was post SNL, like in that Beverly Hills Cop, where, oh, we couldn't get, who was supposed to be in Beverly Hills Cop? Sylvester Stallone uh, or somebody? Yeah, I think it was like Stallone or somebody was supposed to be so, in it. But he yeah. won't do it, so we got to rewrite the movie and put Eddie Murphy in it. It turns into something different. So he wasn't like a major star at that point. No. You get raw, it's like that was what, right? At, was that right after Coming to America? I think so. They were like in that same time frame. Right in, yeah. And then he kind of just jumped from he jumped out yep. the cliff on that one um because i they're goonie google mobile goonie google and the whole aunt bunny falling down the stairs yes yes and the whole ice cream truck uh-huh. and just all those stories stayed with me Word. and you know raw for me was more the impersonations, like with Mr. T, you know, the, the uh, clench up, clench up Itali- my butt cheeks and rip your dick off or whatever yeah, the hell that was. Yeah, the Italian. The, the Italian, yeah. yeah. So, and, you know, so they're almost two completely different. Well, you could see, you could see the, the, the growth. Because the, you, you def, in Raw, it was definitely like, I've had some success, but I'm, I'm still funny as fuck and I'm going to show y'all yeah. why y'all rock with me. Um, and you don't, because when I think of like, Chris Rock, like Bring the Pain was a huge special mm-hmm. for him. When he came back for um, Bigger and Blacker, it wasn't like a delirious raw change where no. you could see the growth. It, and not to say that he was It wasn't, was just two different ones. Yeah, it, it just seemed like two different... Of, of essentially the same yeah. shtick. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, I definitely... Um, so I'm not knocking anybody who, who says raw, but yeah, I definitely am a, a delirious... I think that's the best... One of the best stand-ups. Real ones, no. Mm-hmm. Real ones, no. Yep. Um, You're number one. It's probably not that. It's not. It's not a surprise at all. <laughs> number one is going to be the office. Um, but you've gotten me into over the last like what six months or so. Yeah, we we stopped watching for a bit. Mm-hmm. We're somewhere in season six. They're about to get bought. And now you got Kalila watching. Yeah, she mentioned that she was watching it too. It's funny because uh, at my job there are five or six TVs that have been hanging on the walls on this one floor that were all... We've been, we moved to this floor about a month or so ago. Um, nobody turned them on. I didn't even know if they worked. <laughs> Is this enough with that? Oh my gosh. I'm starting like, I can't... 
I'm I'm trying to hold a to, conversation. To hold a conversation and to let my lips move correctly. I just moved <laughs> the ginger ale with the Jack Daniels off to the side. So so Cal is laughing at me. So I'm gonna call you Cal. <laughs> so, um, That's how I know you're drunk. I'm like, oh um, my lord. I had to move the drink away. Yeah, there's like a, I've been drinking Jack Daniels for about since about two o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. About eight hours now. Yeah, it's been a minute. Um yeah, there's a bunch of TVs hanging up in our in our spot. Um and one day, one of the one of the higher ups turned his TV on, and was able. There, we realized there was an Apple TV hooked up to it. So of course, once we set our Apple TV up, I put the the Squad Netflix account on there. We immediately started watching The Office, <laughs> and I think, fuck, we might have started in season. We started in season three. Jim was in. That's when he was in the other... He was at... I forget where what it was. Was it in Philly? It wasn't in Philly. It was, it was up north. It's not Mantua. I forget. He was in the other branch where he met Karen Filippelli. And I think right now at work, we're probably in season five. Like, we, it was a good, like, two or three days where it was just to the point where once somebody in the back was like, God, every time that damn song comes on, I'm so <laughs> tired of it. But it's just... You know, in terms of what I love about The Office, or in terms of what I love about comedy shows, you know, setting up really good jokes, having really good characters that are very offbeat. Like, not too many shows could carry a Steve Carell as a Michael Scott. Um, just It was just a, a number of funny people. And a lot of... Th- the other thing is, you know, we talk about John Krasinski on this show. We've had a couple of episodes where we talk about him... That's where he got his start. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mindy Kaling, I don't know what she did before The Office, but she turned into a powerhouse after leaving The Office. Stanford. 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 It was uh, Dunder Mifflin Stanford. Yes. I knew it was something with an S because they they were gonna go. They were gonna or make Connecticut it, then, right? Yeah, it'd be Stanford, Connecticut. They were gonna actually absorb the. Here you go. See now, I just reached for my drink. You guys can't see it. Here you go. I reached for my drink around. And that I pushed off to the side. You didn't get any on your shirt. That's funny, though. I, I don't know how I didn't. And I reached around, got my drink, took a sip, and missed it was, the straw. It was one big-ass drop falling from your lip. Um, yeah, the, Glad it didn't land on my boobs, because I hate that when you drop something on your boobs and it looks like you're breastfeeding and you're not. It's, like, so tacky. I've, ne- I've never had that issue. I just, I, But I do agree. I hate spilling stuff on my clothes. Okay, go ahead. Um, no, just I mean, just a, a phenomenal show. There's a reason why. Absolutely. It last, it's nine seasons. You've not even seen. No, and when when my layoff now. hits, I'm intending to go back to season one and zip all the way through. I want to go straight through. Because there, there's someone at my job who was had just started maybe a couple weeks ago, and she was on Twitter like, oh, "I don't know if I can make it through these first couple episodes are kind of dull." I'm first off, I'm like. Second episode is one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen on television at all. Did you? You probably don't remember the Diversity Day episode, or kind of, sort of. I don't remember the, the one of the bigger jokes is Michael Michael Scott. It's implied that he did the Chris Rock uh, niggas versus black people bit from um, Bring the Pain, mm-hmm. but he actually like did it as Chris Rock, and he didn't say the N word or anything like that. And that the way he did it caused corporate to have a guy come through and do <laughs> diversity training um 
the way that they layered a weird mockumentary show, but also on the other side built this romance between Jim and Pam. And they, and we talked about uh, uh, Hawkeye and Hot Lips, mm-hmm. where they didn't pay that off. It was kind of like that just built and built and built for a while on the low. They did that with The Office, but by the end of season three, they said, fuck it, let's just... We're going to go all out with this. But it was still like a lot of, well, she's got a fiance who's kind of a oh, piece yeah. of shit. And, kind you know, of, yeah. He's, I mean, he's kind of, but she's like, we're already engaged. I can't do that. But you could tell that she really has feelings for this guy who's head over heels for her. But it's kind of like, I don't want to fuck this up. But I, I naturally can't stop talking to her. I mean, it was a lot of start and stop with that relationship that uh, it was it was paid off really well. Oh yeah, and it's 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 again. It's another one of those shows. Just like there's not too many shows I can go back and rewatch, especially with comedies. And that, but that's one of the few. Oh, you where rewatch like, that one all the time? Yes. I yeah. This I there was a time when I was working at the job before I'm working at now where there was like these random streaming sites, and the one streaming site would just play The Office <laughs> all the time. And I would just have that on in the background. That's how I caught up with the show before it got to uh, season eight or nine. One of those seasons. And I was able to watch it, you know, as it was going on. But, um, yeah, phenomenal show. I didn't think I'd love it as much as I do. And you still do, which and is I still great. Do. It, still mm-hmm. ma- it still makes me laugh. Still <laughs> makes me laugh. Just the most ridiculous shit. Yes, absolutely. But... It's, it's, I mean, who's your favorite character? Favorite character. Um, we always play this game. I've played it a couple times at work trying to figure out who at work would be the characters on the show. I'm always Stanley, not because I'm black, but I mean, I'm just me personally. I'm closest to a Stanley. I can see that on the show. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Um, (laughs) but my favorite character on the show. Might and it's going to be awkward, but it might be Creed. Creed's just like Meredith is my fave. Meredith is hilarious, but she's also very messy. Yes, that's why she's my fave. <laughs> and you did have I ever told you the first time I watched like a whole episode of The Office? Mm-mm. What year was your uh, last the, the the one high school reunion that we went to? Uh, so 89, 20 years, so. 2009? Yeah. I watched... You were getting ready. I was already dressed because, you know, it's, it doesn't take that long for me to put on a shirt and a tie. And I was drinking Jack and Cokes. And while you were getting ready, it was maybe like 5.36. And I guess it was on like... Was that UPN 57 or whatever? They oh, had geez. They yeah. had the, the reruns on. And it was the episode, the ethics training episode where we find out that Meredith was getting discounts on office supplies because she was fucking oh, yeah. the dude. and mm-hmm. But she was also getting uh, Outback Steakhouse coupons. Yes. <laughs> That's the first time I'd watched a whole episode of that show. And that sparked me being like, yo, this this is how... That was like a season four or so five episode. And I had to go back to the beginning. I think I watched... At that point, we would have been having Netflix. I think I had watched the UK version because there's two series from the UK and a Christmas special. So I watched that 
and then hopped immediately into the US, the US version. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't really need to watch the UK version. I've heard. It's funny. It's actually really funny. And it's like the US version definitely like took it to a different level. But uh, what's his face? Uh, Ricky Gervais was an amazing. Cute. Oh my gosh. That's twice. Podcast number two that we're recording tonight. Cats looking Second ass. time yelling at a cat to get out of another cat's ass, you dirty bitch. Cat, cats like asshole. What can I say? All right, B, I could go on. I could talk about The Office all night, but I will not. So I want to know what is your number one? I'm pretty one? sure you know what it is. What I, do you think it is? You already said MASH, so I mean, you said it's not Cosby. I, I I I genuinely, and you mentioned Roseanne as one of your honorables too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's one thing that I'm guessing that I'm not sure it is. What do you think? What is it? Fuck. Is it Living Single? Nope. Okay, oh, I didn't think no. so. <laughs> no. I didn't think so. What? I like Living Single, but it's kind of like a, a comfort zone thing. I, I don't have to really watch it or pay attention to it. What is it? Cause I'm I'm actually stumped. Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, her stand direct up direct from Broadway. Her stand up, yes, the, the her one, stand up, the one that really blew her up. Yeah, and that, that's one of those. And that's very much for me, almost like Mash, where it's so serious. Yes, yes. And it's but then it and makes you just ball your ass off. Yeah. But then there's so many points where you're just like laughing hysterically, and you're like, oh my god, did she really say that? And I, you know, in the the four characters that she plays, she just she nailed them. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And it, that's the only one that I will say bothers me to my heart when people are like, "What's that?" When I mention it, uh-huh. and they're like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like, really? Word. You know, and we had it on. We bought the bought, VHS. Yeah. And we bought the DVD when she did the when she redid it. She oh, and the great thing about that was they they re, they released the because it was like twenty five years later. Yeah, it was like a double. And they they released a, with that the DVD of the original. Yes. And I, I don't remember the whole special. I don't think I watched the whole special. But she revisited a lot of those characters. She redid all four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, it's if you've never watched it. And you want to know why Whoopi Goldberg is a big deal? Yeah. Watch that and you'll know. 100%. Um, at no point is there anything in that performance that was lacking, that was not worthy of broad. You know, only the best make it to Broadway. Yeah. And that... She deserved. Especially she deserved, back then. Yeah. As a black woman. Doing a one woman show. Doing a one woman show. And, and I mean, it's raw. It's real gritty. Yeah. It's, it's hard to listen to and watch sometimes. 100%. Some of the content is super hard. Yeah. But, oh my gosh, she just, she nailed it. I'm like all teary eyed. Yes, you are. Right now. Yes, you it's, are. it, it's. You know, as oh gosh, <laughs> take your time. As watching, it's the one that went through the abortion. Yes, yes, that that's the one. That, that story always sticks out to me. That one has always stuck out to me. 
And so she plays one character. Oh my God, why am I forgetting? She plays one character that's a junkie. Uh huh. Super hard to listen to. Mm. She plays one. It's like a little that, girl. A little girl uh-huh. who she wears a white shirt on mm-hmm. her head because mm-hmm. the little girl is supposed to be a little black girl. Yes. And all she sees on TV, she wants to have the long blonde hair. Yes. Yeah. So she wears a white shirt on her head mm-hmm. trying to ha- trying you know, to be white. Yeah. Trying to act white. Um, she plays somebody who's disabled. Uh-huh. And then she plays this uh, Jamaican Yes. woman uh-huh. and all four characters are just i mean they're really just amazing yeah and um she she just she nailed it so good yeah it's it's i mean we talk about we, I mean, we mentioned before about or i talked earlier about you know the barriers and like you know and how, i will remind even though i'm crying it's comedy yeah, it's it, at the end of the day, it is hilarious. But I think the way like comedians get put on today was different than it was back then. Like oh, back yeah. then, it was it was always a formula. You had to do either one amazing performance or like Whoopi come from you know an amazing Broadway one person event. Because I mean, what John Leguizamo did is essentially. What Whoopi had done 10, 15 years prior. Yeah. Where you, you, you do these one person shows, you get a lot of buzz, and then you start moving into acting and getting all these different roles. Um, you know, Whoopi did that. I don't, I remember seeing that, but I'd already known Whoopi. And I'm thinking about this, this special. That's 1985. I was going to say, thinking about this special now, I'm kind of surprised because she won an Oscar for color purple yes i'm still i'm so and for ghost i'm surprised because like she's seen as a comedian she's seen as a funny person but you could see that she was an actor just based off of that stand-up special alone when when uh patrick swayze passed away yes and she was you know the view Mm -hmm. filmed the next day or or whatever you know aired the next day yeah and she broke down yeah. And she was like, I would not have won if it wasn't for him. She was like, he's the one that made sure I was in that role. Uh-huh. And and she was like, uh, you know, when I was taking myself too seriously, mm-hmm. she's like, he's in the background behind the camera making faces at me. Make, trying to know. get trying to get me to like get out of my you yeah. know my you know. Because it's still gotta be yeah. fun. And and she was like, and um Something like, uh, you know, she's like, I will never forgive him <laughs> for that kind of stuff, you know. But yeah, that was 1985. Yeah. Holy cow! Yeah, she's been she's been in the in the industry for a minute. Yeah, and if you've never seen it, I would say, you know, not even just a comedy. Just if you want to see something that's really just gonna stay with you. Yeah. For the, I I mean, it's 2018 now, so I've literally watched that 30, 33 years ago. Yeah. And I'm teary-eyed right now. 100%. You know, it's, it'll stay with you. It's four stories, all, uh, four skits, I'd rather, you know, about four different women uh-huh. being played by this other woman who, let's be for real, was lucky to be on stage. Mm-hmm. Not because 
her talent didn't deserve to put her there, uh-huh. but because her skin color would likely keep her from being there. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, um, you know, but yeah, I would say definitely make sure you watch you watch it. If you ever get the chance to watch it, watch it. It's really, really good. You you likely will not regret it unless you're yeah, a fucking no. dickhead. A hundred percent. I I mean, I don't always flock to what Whoopi does, but in the few times that I watch The View a year, I remember why I've always been a fan of hers. Oh yeah. And it started with really taking in this particular. Because I, rem- I remember... You were four years old when that came out. That's I the thing. I'm 14. <laughs> I'm trying to think the first time I saw her. It might have been... because again, I, I can tell you when you might have seen her. What? When she did the um, the specials with Robin Williams. I was going to say. And, yeah, exactly. Um, with and Billy uh, Crystal. With Billy Crystal. When they did the... Uh, fuck. I don't want to say no, it was Live look. Aid. It was, it was definitely some yearly... Let's see. Uh, I'll just search their names. And they were hilarious together. Comic Relief. Comic Relief. I I mean... It, Do you, there was a one part where it was Robin, Whoopi, and, and Billy all standing next to each other. And they all did like a profile. And they were like, yeah, we're yeah, like yeah. a backwards Oreo. And uh-huh, I fucking uh-huh. fell out laughing. Yeah, they, they were all great. They're great off the cuff. Um, I... I it's we mentioned a lot about HBO and I've as you were talking I'm thinking about how much I've spent how much time I've spent watching HBO because of comedy. Um, Not boxing anymore. Yeah, yeah. They they just said that, but I mean it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Nobody's watching HBO for boxing anymore, so they might as well dead it. But um, I'm realizing how now it's Netflix for a kid. Jaden's age when he gets to start watching Netflix and how long have we been on Netflix? Pretty like much our whole relationship, right? Yeah, since like two thousand two. Do you remember say. when it was like we have five hundred titles? Facts. We have a thousand titles. Yeah. We have two thousand titles. That's what that was the emails that we used to get. You know what's funny? That guy Angel that I work with, he still gets Netflix DVDs. He might be the only person. On purpose? Yes. He might be the only person I know that gets physical discs sent to him and he sends back. Like, I I thought he was joking, but I saw the, 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 the fucking mailer on his desk one day. I'm like, you're really about that Netflix life like that. Like, we have a friend who pushes us that you should go to Redbox. Yeah. Why the fuck would I go to Redbox? At Why would point, I no go reason. to the store? Mm-mm. Like, if you got I'm Wi-Fi not looking home, for a red box the same way I'm not looking for a blockbuster. At all. At all. It was funny, though. The You mentioned blockbuster, the first trailer for Captain Marvel, which hits theaters on International Women's Day in 2019. It takes place in the 90s. She, like, is from space. She crashed into, onto Earth. The first place she crashed into was a blockbuster video. It's like, and later the Makes camera sense. goes down. It's like, damn, I, I haven't seen one of those in fucking forever. Um, no, but I was saying it's, I was so into comedy that I think a lot of my viewing growing up was like TV watching was based off of where the comedy was. Like I Mm -hmm. watched a lot of Def Jam on HBO, which meant I watched a lot of HBO specials. Um, Arsenio. Arsenio was a big one. A&E, especially like Sunday nights when I should have been asleep. 
they'd have like Caroline's Comedy Club. Yep. They would show, because you mentioned <laughs> Comic Relief, they would show like the half hour truncated versions. But it was basically just 30 minutes of Whoopi, Robin Williams, and uh, Billy Crystal just riffing oh, in yeah. between the different acts. Um, they had such a good rapport between the, the three of them. Well, again, yeah. you, when you put like anybody with Robin Williams is going to be hilarious, but Robin and Whoopi and Billy were just like amazing. There was improv. There was a thing that uh, I remember uh, Oprah uh-huh. Winfrey talking about when they knew that they had Robin Williams coming in. She's like, we didn't schedule anything. You can't. She's like, it was so whatever he was going to say, that's just what you got. And you know people are going to watch. She's like, whatever, however he acted, that's what you got. Yeah. She goes, and you just had the, you had to work with it. She's like, and that, that was just it. 100%. She's like, and we were grateful every time he came on the show. Of She's course. like, because we're, so, she goes, we were, be, we'd be weeping. 100%. Because we're laughing so hard. Mm. All right. I think that's got to be it. We've been talking for. Okay. A while. 80 minutes. Oh, might be our longest. It might. It, I think I it think might it be is. our longest. But I mean, we, we both love comedy, so it makes yeah. sense. Okay. So that wraps us up for tonight. And I'd like to thank our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> We're laughing because we don't have any. Okay. Uh, so we don't have any uh, sponsors. If you'd like to sponsor us um, or, uh, follow us or anything like that. Um, the email is pretty unlimited at gmail.com and you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. True. And it is true. And, um, I'm going to give you a big good night kiss. Can you join me in the kiss tonight? Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.